Hello Shelby Christian family, greetings from Gdańsk, Poland. It's been a uh, challenging year for most of us, but also a year where we could experience God's goodness and kindness and His provision. Uh, in July, I have moved to Gdańsk, where I have opportunity to uh, start a sports ministry. Uh, I also have get a got a new companion, Kaipo. And there is one big thing I'm really thankful for. It's for all my supporters. Thank you, Shelby Christian, for being such a faithful partners in my ministry. Thank you for all your prayers, encouragement, and financial support. Uh, be blessed and uh, stay safe and wear your mask. God bless you. There we go. Good morning. Welcome to Shelby Christian Church. Hey, we want to welcome you guys uh, who are joining us online as well. Thanks for being there this morning. Welcome in. That was uh, Ivana Zagrabelna. She is in Poland with Athletes in Action. Here's here's a little bit of, of her story that I love. She played Division One basketball at the University of Hawaii. If you're going to go to college, go to college in Hawaii, right? That's so, uh, I love, I love her. She's uh, become a dear friend over the years. So, uh, we look forward to being able to visit her again sometime soon. Hey, we're glad you guys are here this morning. Just uh, three quick announcements before we get ready uh, with our worship. Uh, first of all, if you are uh, looking forward to the Fresh Grounded Faith Conference, Women's Conference in March, they're going to be selling tickets in the back between this service and the next service. So ladies, uh, go grab those today if you're interested in that coming up in March. The second thing is that on Thursday night is Christmas Eve. And so we'll have three services for you guys and your families to pick from. 3.30, 5 o'clock, and 11 uh, p.m. So we, we hope to see you guys at one of those services on Thursday night. Christmas Eve is such a uh, such a special time around here. And so we, we look forward to that every year. And we're excited about it um, today and this week uh, leading up to that. And then the third thing is next Sunday, the 27th, we will have all three of our regular services um, at the regular times. Uh, Mark Jones, our friend from Nelson Christian Church, uh, will be here to share with us. And that is always such a blessing. He is an incredible uh, communicator of God's Word. So you want to be here next week to, to be blessed by Mark. You guys, would you please stand up, uh, wave to your neighbors and friends, and let's get ready to worship this morning. Thanks for being here.
You guys can have a seat. Friday, I uh, got a got a, a little time to just sit and, and think and pray. Um, and, and one of the things that I've been thinking about noticing this year, right, is that it's been reaffirmed in my mind and in my heart, is that we are, as people, created, designed, if you will, to connect with one another on a very personal, human, physical level, aren't we? You maybe don't realize that until some of that's taken away from you. And you're like, oh yeah, that, like we are designed to, to be together as people. And God created us that way. And that is so true. And it's been uh, so true this year. Uh, just reaffirming that, like I said, in my mind. And then the thing that we understand as, as Christians, right, is that beyond that, we are created, we are designed, we are wired to connect with Jesus on such a, a personal, intimate level, aren't we? And when that is taken away, not, not because of a physical presence, but because we choose to walk away, we choose to neglect, we choose to not believe, we choose to do whatever, um, when we take that away, we, we suffer don't we? And so when we come to a time like communion and a time in our service where we can give back a portion of what we've been blessed with through an offering, what we realize, what you feel inside of yourself is this incredible desire to connect with Jesus. And so every Sunday morning, we, we offer this time, this communion, where, where you can sit where you can reflect, where you can pray, where you can be reminded, oh, I need this. Jesus, I need you so much. Your life, this the, the time of year that we celebrate now in Christmas, Emmanuel, you came and you were with us. Your physical presence was here because you knew that's what we needed. And then you gave your life on the cross because you knew that's what we needed. And so we sit today, and we're mindful of that. We're thankful for that. We can never repay that. But what we can do is say, God, we know that you're ever-present, that you're always pursuing us, and we are here. We desire a relationship with you. So my prayer this morning is that wherever you may be, whatever this year, this season is thrown at you, that this is a time for you to reconnect with him and be mindful of what he's done for us. We're going to have a moment here where you can come up and grab your communion and take that. And then you can give your offering uh, in the boxes if you haven't done that yet this week. Um, but let's pray about that. God, we love you. And we thank you for the opportunity we have every week to reconnect with you. To be mindful of who you are. What you've done in our lives. How you and only you could make any of this right our sinful broken lives and our sinful broken messed up world can only be redeemed through a savior and you are the only one who can do that and so we take this communion and we remember your body that was broken and your blood that was shed for us so that one day one day we could be with you forever in eternity.
God, we thank you for that promise today. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Stop working, you never stop, you never stop working. Cause even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Cause even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. That song has somewhat become an anthem this year, even when I can't see it. Because, man, there's been so much this year we haven't been able to see how there was good coming out of it, how there was good working out, and how, how he was still there. Because I know a lot of the world, maybe some of you guys, have kind of felt like God gave up on us this year. And yet what we really know, if we'll take time to look, He's been changing people's hearts in, in a very positive way in a lot of the circumstances. I'm so glad you guys are here. Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome, awesome week. If you're watching online right now, man, we're glad that you're here. Some of you guys that are watching online, it's because you're already uh, traveling and others just can't get out. So if you would right now, just type in whatever device, whatever platform you're on, type in, let us know where you're watching from. And also do this. If you're watching online right now, I really want to pray for you this week. Uh, I really want to pray that this is a great Christmas week. So if there is something special that I can pray for you this week, just type that in the comment bar or use our prayer line at 502-487-4527 and just send a text and we'll be praying for you uh, this week of Christmas. And for those of you guys that are here and can't type it in your comment bar, well, I guess you could be watching also right now too. But, uh, but if you just want to write that text note down, if you guys want to just send us a text to the prayer line, 502-487-4527. I'd just love to pray for you this week. Because uh, I know that uh, while Christmas is an awesome week, sometimes it's a very hard week. 
Uh, I know this year uh, it's going to be especially hard for some people that I'm really close to that had some really, really tragic stuff happen uh, in the last year around Christmas even. In fact, even today's an anniversary of a death of a young man that was very, very close and special to me. So I just want to pray for folks uh, that are struggling this week. So let me know uh, if there's any way I can pray for you. And if you haven't picked up your, uh, your, your red together envelope, I just really want to encourage you to get that today. Uh, if you're watching online and you can't get one, uh, you can give to the, the other offering um, by doing that online just at our website, and there's a Together tab. That is such an important part of what we do and see Nirvana and others all through this month is just a reminder of how important that is. We want to do something really special today, all right? And so I just need you to say a prayer right now really quick quietly in your spirit, God, let technology work, okay? I really need you to pray that right now, okay? Um, because I was thinking about this this message, and I'm going to get this off of my beard because I know it's driving you guys crazy. It's driving me crazy. There we go. Hopefully it'll work. Um, a friend of ours, Tyler McKenzie from Northeast Christian Church, sent me an email about uh, four or five weeks ago. I said, hey, I've got something you might like. I said, all right, share it with me. So that's going to be part of the day. But I just started thinking, man, in a year like this, how do we celebrate the spirit of Christmas? Jason and Kevin have done an awesome job the last two weeks reminding us of the prophecies, of everything that had been foretold, of how Jesus was going to come and how the Messiah was going to be such a gift and how it was so important. And, and, you know, it's it's so easy in a year like this to think, man, Christmas, how do we even do Christmas? How do we even have Christmas? It's such a messed up year. I, I spent some time this week uh, online just doing some research. Do you know how messed up things were in the year that Jesus was born? Jesus, God left heaven and came to earth in the middle of some messed up, messed up stuff. See, when Jesus was born, it would have been so hard. It would have been so hard, even for those that were looking for a Messiah. It would have been so hard to understand. Because for 400 years, for 400 years leading up to the birth of Christ, God had been silent. He had stopped speaking through the prophets. It's like Jason told you a couple weeks ago. It's that white page in the middle of your Bible between the Old and New Testament and that white, blank white page that represents 400 years. There had been nothing. And now Jesus is here, God in flesh. It it was uh, the people of God. They They were under some really oppressive rule. Rome was trying to destroy them completely. The the nation of Israel itself was fracturing from within. And it wasn't like a a, a battle between political parties like we're witnessing now. It was religious parties. It was the Pharisees who thought they were so much better than everybody else, and they were bound and determined to keep the, the, the law and the rule. It was the Sadducees who didn't really believe in anything. They didn't believe in, in angels. They didn't believe in the possibility of resurrection. It was the Essenes who devoted themselves to God but prayed for God to just overthrow, militarily overthrow the Roman gover- government. It was the Zealots, this band of brothers who did, did not pray for change so much as they just wanted violence to come. 
And that's what's rocking the Middle East even today. Not only those things, but to make it even more bizarre, Jesus is born of a virgin. That had never happened before or since. And that was going to rock some worlds. The census. You know the Christmas story. Joseph and Mary, they go to, they go to Bethlehem because of the census. Well, that was, the, the whole census thing in that day and time was a considerable imposition. Just wondering, anybody feel imposed on this year? It's kind of seemed like a year of imposition. And that was what Jesus was born into. Mary and Joseph were dirt poor. They were were just dirt poor young Jewish kids in love, going to get married. And this rocked their world, but it didn't seem like the family that you would expect a Messiah, a royal son to come through. And, And then through the hostile forces of Herod, Satan is trying to kill a baby. It was a messed up world that Jesus was born into. But understand this, if it hadn't been a messed up world, there would have been no reason for him to come, right? If it wasn't for the messed up world that we're living in right now, there'd be no need for Jesus. If we had our act all together completely without God, we wouldn't have needed God. But all do we need him. And so John records it for us this way. And all the scripture I'm going to read this morning, because uh, I just want to tell a story. And so all the scripture is going to come out of the message. Here's how John, in his little cliff note version of Jesus coming, here's how he said it. He said, the word was first. The word present to God. God present to the word. The word was God. In readiness for God from day one, everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. What came out of the darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. The word became flesh and blood, and I love this part, and moved into the neighborhood. Emmanuel, God with us, coming into a messed up world. Now, if he were going to come into the world Today, it might look something like this. Watch the screen. Another ordinary day. Tell my boss I'm on my way. A break from this monotony sounds incredible. Traffic, makeup, coffee stains. Nothing can get in my way.
just need the bathroom key. Is it just me or are these people unbearable? you were supposed to finish yesterday the judgment in your tone is hardly perceptible incredibly ordinary nothing special feeling very typical God shows up into your everyday, ordinary life. Yeah, Mary and Joseph, and, and, and if some of you, if you're kind of freaking out because of the color of their skin, you need to get past that because it was in the Middle East, okay? So let's be real about all of that. But they're just good kids. Mary, historians say, was probably no more than 15. A 15-year-old girl just kind of going through life. Yeah, different time, different place. Getting married earlier was not that big a deal. But that's, you know, just ordinary life things. They're making plans. Some of you guys can remember when you made plans for your wedding. Some of you remember very well when you helped your kids make plans for their wedding. And and everything's like on this track, and it's like going well. and, And imagine... Imagine it in the middle of the ordinary, going through life kind of stuff. Imagine an angel showing up. Luke said in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, the virgin's name Mary. And upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken. It's ordinary life and an angel just showed up. Yeah, she's thoroughly shaken. Wondering what was behind a greeting like that, but the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You'll become pregnant and give birth to a son. And call his name Jesus. And then Matthew records what that visit was like with Joseph. While he was trying to figure a way out, Joseph also had a dream. God's angel spoke to him in the dreams, and Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit conceived. God's 
Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. And she will bring a son to birth. And when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves because he will save his people from their sins. I bet you wouldn't be able to believe the news. You'd be just like Joseph and Mary. Greetings, Mary. Uh, do I know you? Oh. Oh, right. What can I do for you? It's funny you should ask. How would you feel about having God's baby? What did you say? Oh, it's fine. Hey, don't be afraid. God has chosen you to carry his son. Uh-huh. Stop talking to me or I'll call the police. The things I'm saying are true. You call the police, they'll only find you. It's clear to me there's something in this coffee. Yeah, the coffee is bad, not the best that I've had, but the story I'm telling is one to believe. No one will believe me. They'll think I've been cheating. Hmm, that's a good point. I should probably go give your fiance a visit tonight. They're gonna think I'm crazy. I'm gonna have a baby sent
you have been able to believe it? How would you react it if you were Mary? Come on, ladies, think about it. How would you have reacted to that news? Angel shows up and, and, and gives you that news. And, and, and what are the thoughts going through your mind at that moment? I, I've, I've got to tell Joseph. I've got to tell my parents. I, I, I've got, the list goes on and on because like, cause we get it, right? Pregnancy, at least from a woman's standpoint, you can only hide it so long, right? As she said in the song, soon I'll be showing it, that news. And she's just a young girl. She's just a young girl. How would you react if you were Joseph? And, and you get the news. Joseph, the Bible tells us, was a, was a good guy. In, in fact, he said, we can't go on with this. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to do the right thing, but I'm going to divorce her quietly is what, the, is what the Bible says. He's just trying to do the right thing. Because in that day and time, that messed up world that we talked about at the very beginning, in that day and time, she could have been stoned to death for being pregnant before she was married. He could have been ridiculed because everybody would have assumed it was him. What are you going to do? What if you're Mary's mom and dad? He said in the song, her dad's going to want me buried. You know, what are you going to do? See, they're just living this ordinary life. Could you have believed? Would you have believed the news? I mean, it's hard to imagine that God came and moved into the neighborhood in such an extraordinary way. Gabriel spoke a lot of truth to Mary in Luke's gospel in chapter 1. He's speaking to her, and he says this about that baby. He said, he will be great. He will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will rule Jacob's house forever. No end ever. Let me let's say no end ever to his kingdom. And Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you will bring to birth will be called holy, the Son of God. She's just an ordinary girl giving birth to someone that's worthy of praise. I am clumsy, I am kind, not afraid to speak my mind. I am stubborn, a little shy. I can be funny when I try Most days I'm insecure Wishing I was prettier Second guessing what I say Not sure they hurt me anyway When you told me that you chose me I didn't know what you had planned But you chose me, called me holy Now my life is in your hands
sobbing floors, a bank account that says I'm poor. On the surface, I'm a mess. Now the world will call me blessed. When you told me that you chose me, I didn't know what you had planned. But you chose me, called me holy. Now my life is in your hands. I'm just a normal girl. And somewhere in this world, I know there must be someone worthy. Just a normal girl, and somewhere in this world, I know there must be someone worthy. But you have chosen me, and now my soul will sing. I promise to be someone worthy. Last week, Kevin told us that Mary was the only one in Scripture that had been called highly favored in that terminology, that God had specifically chosen her for this task. But I wonder what the next, the next 30 years were like. Not just the next few moments. The, the baby's going to come. It's, he's almost here. But come on, parents. We get kind of proud of our kids, don't we? Imagine, what was it like for Mary knowing that this little baby that's growing up to be a boy, that then is a teenager, that then is a a young man, is the son of God. And nobody would believe that. Not not for a long time. So she had to watch all these things. I, I just wonder, because John tells us in his gospel that everything that happened wasn't recorded because all the volumes and all the libraries in the world wouldn't have hold it. I wonder how many times, I wonder if Mary and Jesus, Jesus had one-on-ones that we don't have recorded, where they just talked about what it was like, and I know why you're here. I wonder if they had those conversations. But I wonder how many times, just like, just like in that song, how many times Mary just went, I can't do this. Not just the given birth, right? The, the given birth was going to be over in a matter of months. 
It was raising the Son of God. Man, man. And then the time comes. And then the time comes. Luke said it was about that time that Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went up from the Galilean town of Nazareth to Bethlehem in in Judah, David's town, for the census. And as a descendant of David, he had to go there. And he went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to a son, her firstborn, and wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Nobody had room for Joseph and especially a pregnant Mary. Can I get a doctor? Can anybody help her? Son of God's going to come into the world. In, in, in real life, it, it was in a stable with a bunch of smelly animals. In our story, it's at star construction. I hope you noticed they were following the star. All right? And it doesn't make sense. Have you ever felt like there was no room for you in this world? 
that nobody would pay attention to anything that was going on in your life? They just didn't have any room for you? Didn't have any time for you? Wouldn't take time to listen and be a part of what was going on? Then Jesus was born. And, And this baby, he came and would grow into a man just for people that the world had no room for. This is the irony of the thing. There was no place, there was no room for him to be born. And that's, he came for people that the world had no room for to give them hope. And then he was born. He was born. There were shepherds that were camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. And suddenly, God's angels stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them, and they were terrified. And the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everyone worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town. A Savior who is Messiah and Master. That is what you're looking for. A baby wrapped in a blanket, lying in a manger. And at once the angel was joined by this huge angelic choir singing God's praises. And they sang, glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. Is there a sweeter sound? The proof of heaven coming down. That crying child. Is the Savior of the world. No one has ever seen God wrapped up in humanity. That little child is here to save the world.
Take a look. A construction worker and a waitress. Street performers, garbage men, and the homeless. God specifically chose these unimportant people to tell his story. Why not someone with power, a following, a platform? Wouldn't that have been... Better? Kid, it doesn't get any better than this. God just showed up. And this baby, born to outcast, worshipped by the neglected, he will change everything. He may even change you. I think that's the prayer, that this Christmas something will change. Something will change the hearts of those who've never accepted. But maybe this Christmas he'll change something in you. 
maybe he'll open your heart to those that the room the world has no room for maybe he'll cause you to do some real investigation of your own life but centuries ago god showed up and that's why we're here and that's why we get to worship that god chose in the form of a baby to come that Jesus did not consider that equality with God something to be held on to, but he humbled himself and he came to make a way, a way that we could spend eternity with him. Would you guys stand with me? As we sing, I, I, I'm just going to encourage you to respond as you need to respond. Maybe it's just quietly where you are, just asking God to do something to change you. Maybe something this morning motivates you that rather than stand, you need to kneel at your seat and just pray that God would change you. Maybe you need to pray for your one. Maybe you need to find out what it really means to surrender to Jesus. And if that's the case, we're going to invite you to come to the front. I'll be down here. Jason will be down here. We'd love to talk to you about that. But my prayer is right now, you just let Jesus make a way for you. Sing this together. stop working and never stop you never stop working because even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop because even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop so much for being here today. Merry Christmas. 
Uh, here's the deal. Uh, if, uh, if you're in town, we hope you'll come back Thursday night. Uh, there's a whole bunch more of these invite cards. Uh, you can give these all kinds of places. A friend uh, showed me this week even a cool idea. You know, these things fit perfectly in those card readers at the gas pumps. And you can just, like, leave one behind after you do that. All right? Just saying. Just saying. All right? Uh, if this is, If what happened this morning is something that you think somebody you know needs to experience... Uh, then I would encourage you, as soon as you get out of here, get on whatever social media device or text message. 30, and they can experience it. Uh, they'll also it'll be archived. And because uh, Northeast Christian has been so gracious to us, uh, tomorrow we will drop the entire movie on our website uh, for a couple weeks that'll be there that you can uh, you can uh, experience that and share I shared that with people, and it was so cool. The first time you said it to me, and I saw that Darian was Joseph, and I'm like, we know that guy. And uh, so I'm glad you guys have been here. If it's your first time stopping the I'm New Wall, we got a gift for you. Merry Christmas. I hope to see you Thursday night.